Welcome to My Bible Thoughts with Pastor Rich. Today we're going to be talking about a fascinating and dramatic passage from the book of Galatians, where Paul confronts Peter face to face. Imagine you're a Gentile Christian in the early church. You've come to faith in Jesus Christ, and you're excited to be part of this new community of believers. But then, one day, a group of Jewish Christians arrives from Jerusalem. They start teaching that Gentile Christians must be circumcised in order to be saved. Peter, one of the most respected leaders in the church, begins to withdraw from the Gentile Christians. He's afraid of what other Jewish Christians will think. Can you imagine how this would make you feel? You've come to faith in Jesus Christ, but now you're being told that you're not good enough because you're not Jewish. You're being excluded from the community of believers. Today we're diving into the pages of the Bible to explore one of the most dramatic and tension-filled moments. Picture this, two revered apostles, Peter and Paul, confronting each other face to face. But before we unpack this intense showdown, let me pose a question that'll grip your soul. Have you ever found yourself compromising your beliefs under pressure, just like Peter did? Well, stay with me because we've got a story that might just resonate with your own journey. Now let's read a passage from Galatians where Paul confronts Peter. It says, But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood condemned. For prior to the coming of some men from James, he used to eat with Gentiles. But when they came, he began to withdraw and separate himself, fearing those from the circumcision. That's Galatians 2, verses 11 and 12. Did you catch that? Peter, a pillar of the early church, faced opposition from none other than Apostle Paul himself. This was a clash that shook the very foundations of the Christian community. Now let's shift our focus to a real-life example from Christian history that mirrors the problem we just encountered in Scripture. Meet John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church. In his early years, Wesley struggled with the same fear of man's judgment that we see in Peter's actions. Wesley, like Peter, was a passionate believer in the gospel of Christ. He had a burning desire to spread the message of salvation far and wide. However, there was a time when he let the fear of societal norms and the opinions of others stifle his ministry. One day, while preaching to a large crowd, Wesley was confronted with the harsh reality of persecution and opposition. The mob jeered, pelted him with stones, and disrupted his sermon. In that moment of intense pressure, Wesley faltered. He retreated from his bold proclamation, fearing the consequences of standing firm in the face of opposition. But here's where the story takes a turn towards redemption. As Wesley reflected on his actions that day, he realized the same truth Paul saw in Peter's actions. He understood that compromising his message due to fear was not in alignment with the gospel he professed. Wesley's experience led to a transformation within him. He became unwavering in his commitment to proclaim the truth, regardless of the opposition. In his own words, he declared, I look upon all the world as my parish. This story serves as a poignant reminder that even great leaders of faith, like Peter and Wesley, can stumble when confronted with fear and pressure. 
But it also shows us that with introspection and courage and sometimes a little nudge from another Christian, we can overcome these obstacles and remain faithful to the gospel. So what can we learn from this passage? How can we apply this passage of Galatians to our own lives? Well, first, we need to learn that it's important to be inclusive. We should welcome everyone into church. We should welcome everybody into our lives, regardless of their race, ethnicity, or background. Second, we learn that we should not be afraid to stand up for what is right, even when it is difficult. If we see injustice, if we see discrimination, we should speak out against it. Here are some examples that you can use and apply in your own life. If you see a stranger in church, make an effort to welcome them and introduce yourself. Take them out to lunch. Be so bold as to take them out to lunch. If you hear someone making racist or sexist comments, stand up for what is right. Call them out on it. And finally, support organizations that are working to fight against this injustice and discrimination. Friends, be the church. Be the church out in society. Join forces with them and spread the gospel message. Let's take some time to pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you with a humble heart, acknowledging our frailty and the times we've succumbed ourselves to fear and pressure. Lord, we thank you for the example of Peter and Paul and John Wesley, who remind us that even the strongest among us can falter. Heavenly Father, grant us with the courage to stand unwavering in our faith, no matter the circumstances, and fill us completely with your Holy Spirit, that we may boldly proclaim your truth and live it out in our daily lives. Help us, Lord, to confront disunity and compromise when it threatens the gospel message and unity in your church. And we pray for wisdom, we pray for discernment, that we may navigate the challenges of this world with grace and love, just as Christ did. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to My Bible Thoughts with Pastor Rich today. I hope this episode has challenged you to think about the importance of inclusion in standing up for what is right. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. Together, we can create a church community where everyone feels loved and accepted. Stay blessed.